Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Today, I'd like to debunk some myths that get in our way of a healthy lifestyle and diet. I'd also like to talk about a couple of reasons why it's important for us to have that healthy lifestyle and diet for reasons other than controlling our weight. But first, I'd like to provide um, some statistics that I found on the CDC website. About 75 million American adults, that's 22% of us, have high blood pressure, one in every three adults. More than 102 million American adults have a blood cholesterol level at or above 200 milligrams per deciliter, which is above that healthy level. More than 100 million U.S. adults are now living with diabetes or prediabetes. We need to eat and adopt this healthy lifestyle other than just controlling our weight because healthy foods supply us with the nutrients that we need for an overall healthy body. It keeps our energy level up. It helps. It keeps our heart beating. It keeps our brain active and healthy. Um, nutrients um, keep our, they, they strengthen our bones. They strengthen our muscles and it helps to maintain our blood pressure, our cholesterol levels, keeps us out of trouble with diabetes. So there's a lot of good reasons to have a healthy diet other than just controlling our weight. The, the most obvious reason to eat healthy is because you will be healthy. It's really that simple. Eating healthy means less visits to the doctor, less sick days, and cheaper healthcare bills. With insurance being a problem for a growing number of people, doing what you can without having a visit to a doctor or to take expensive medicines should be at the top of all of our lists. So let's get into let's get into those myths that I mentioned. The number one myth that I hear about a lot is that just eating healthy is way too expensive. When you're on a tight budget, shopping for food can be a daunting experience. It's a common misconception that cutting back on food expenses means sacrificing good nutrition. However, you can be healthier and wealthier by getting wiser about planning meals and shopping. I want to provide a few guidelines that I hope can help. First, how about quality meats and fish? Yeah, they are a bit pricier, but they can easily be replaced with beans, peas, or lentils, and which are less expensive. And you could also cut your portion size in half. Many of us eat our portion sizes are way larger. So cutting the portion sizes make the uh, makes the meat and the fish go a bit further. We should shop the sales. Uh, most stores have uh, weekly specials and uh, in my family in particular we do tend to eat by what's on sale. So if it's broccoli this week or asparagus or whatever the vegetable that's on sale for the week we just get creative in how we prepare it and we have it multiple times that helps us to get those healthy and good nutrients at a cheaper cost we can buy in bulk when it makes sense to do that uh eating at home 
for sure is one. And always just being prepared, you know, uh, shopping with with the shopping and having that game plan for your shopping, you know, will help in cutting some of the prices, helping um, alleviate some of the expense of that healthy eating. Another thing that you can do, and my family certainly does this as well, is that you can actually plant and and if plant your own vegetables. If you live in the city or in a community where it's not feasible or uh, or an option for you to have a garden, certainly like us, uh, you you can plant uh, containers on your deck, um, inside your window sills. Just get creative and create and, and grow some of your own vegetables. It's quite rewarding. Truth is, though, not eating well is the most expensive option with the highest cost being your health. Please be mindful and and make every effort to save money and to uh, be able to provide those healthier choices for your family at a cheaper cheaper cost. Eating healthy is boring is the next one. Um, I know this is subjective. I get it. I understand. And I'm speaking from personal experience here. Eating food in its most natural state is a wonderful thing, but it does take some getting used to. To help, though, you can try substituting those flavor enhancers with, you know, other vegetables like garlic, onions, and peppers. Just flavor your meals with vegetables. Use herbs like oregano, thyme, chives, sage, parsley. I could go on and on. Try different cooking methods like grilling, baking, roasting, crockpot cooking. You know, if you're tired of eating chicken, eat turkey or salmon or other lean sources of protein. You know, tired of broccoli, try asparagus, green beans, and Brussels sprouts. If you're tired of having bananas, eat seasonal fruit that come from your local area like peaches and plums and berries. I could just go on and on, but I think you get the I think you get the picture. Get creative is is the point that I'm trying to make. The next myth that I'd like to discuss is that there are no good fats. First, let's get the bad fats uh, fats out of the way. Saturated fats they raise your total blood cholesterol as well as your LDL, the bad cholesterol. Examples of saturated fats are mainly found in animal products such as meat, dairy, eggs, and uh, seafood. Trans fat. Trans fats raise your LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, and it lowers the HDL cholesterol, which is your good cholesterol. And they come in the form of hard stick margarine, commercially prepared foods, pre-packaged foods, vegetable shortening, and lard. Okay, now on to the good fats because there are some good ones. The good fats come in the form of monosaturated fats. These fats lower your total cholesterol and your LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, and it increases your HDL, which is the good cholesterol. And these you can find in the form form of walnuts, almonds, avocado, and olive oil. Polyunsaturated fats, they also lower the total cholesterol and the LDL cholesterol. And omega-3 fatty acids belong belong to this group. And some examples of this are salmon and fish oil. So not a myth, but I just want to just talk a little bit more about the 
omega-3 fatty acids. Not a myth, but I certainly want to expound a bit on the importance of omega-3 fatty acids in our diets. Omega-3 fatty acids are polyunsaturated fatty acids. Studies show that a diet rich in omega-3 fatty acids may help lower triglycerides and increase HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. Omega-3 fatty acids may also act as an anticoagulant to prevent blood from clotting. Several other studies suggest that fatty acids may help lower high blood pressure. All fish contain omega-3 fatty acids, but they are more concentrated in fatty fish such as mackerel, salmon, sardines, and herring. The American Heart Association recommends eating fish at least two times a week. The next myth. We have to eat red meat because there are certain minerals and vitamins we get from meat. According to beef.org, a three ounce serving of lean beef is an excellent source of protein, zinc, vitamin B12, selenium, phosphorus, and it's a good source of niacin, vitamin B6, iron, and riboflavin. I want to share some other ways in which you can get these same nutrients. For protein, you can use grains such as barley, brown rice, quinoa, vegetables like artichokes, beets, broccoli, tomatoes, turnip greens, etc., etc., and even in fruit, apples, bananas, and cantaloupes, believe it or not. Zinc we get from whole grains, nuts, especially pecans, pumpkin seeds, ginger root, mustard, chili powder, and black pepper. B12, though, is not found in vegetables. We get that from dairy, cheese, eggs, and fortified breads. Selenium, uh, Brazil nuts and fish. Phosphorus, we get from fruits like avocado, black currants, dates, kiwi, passion fruit, and pomegranate. And iron, also, we get from avocado. So there, you know, be just understand and know research where all the sources of where of where our nutrients can come from. The next myth I'd like to discuss. If your mother or family member has a chronic illness, you will also have that chronic illness. Right? Genes do play a role in disease, but lifestyle choices are also important. You may be susceptible to disease, but if you take good care of your body, you may not actually develop that disease. Next myth. Sugar causes diabetes. Fact. It does not. Nope. Mm -mm. That one's not true. It doesn't. Type 1 diabetes is caused by genetics and other unknown factors that trigger the onset of this disease. Type 2 diabetes is caused by genetics and lifestyle factors. Being overweight does increase your risk for developing type 2, type 2 diabetes and a diet high in calories, whether from sugar or from fat. 
because both contribute to weight gain. If you have a history of diabetes in your family, eating a healthy meal plan and regular exercise are recommended to maintain your weight and will help with the risk. The next myth, people with diabetes should only eat diabetic food. You know, when people say that to me, I'm like, what even is diabetic food, right? So a healthy meal plan for people with diabetes is generally the same as a healthy diet for anyone. Low in fat, especially the saturated and trans fat that we talked about a few seconds ago. Moderate your sugar and your salt um, with meals based on whole grain foods, vegetables, and fruit. Diabetic and dietetic foods generally offer no special benefits. Most of them still raise blood glucose levels and are usually more expensive and can have a laxative effect if they contain sugar alcohols. So be careful folks. You have to know your own body. You have to consult with your physician and you have to ask questions. Don't just take things on because it's the way you've always done it. And the next myth, brown sugar is better than white sugar. This is this is a good one. Brown sugar is nothing more than white sugar with molasses added to it. So molasses does have some nutrient benefit. But remember from our previous podcast on sugar that sugar is sugar and everything in moderation. You want to be careful to control the amount of sugar, added sugar in particular, in your diet daily. Myth. Cooking veggies destroys their vitamin content. Cooking, in the case of tomatoes, actually boosts the lycopene in them. Many nutrients do get lost with the wrong cooking technique. Do not overboil your veggies. Nutrients will slip out of veggies into the boiling water. So all that goodness can be lost. Or do like me, drink it. (laughs) To retain most of the nutrition, steam or roast your veggies using as little water as possible and keep the, the cooking time to a minimum. Okay, my last myth for today. Weight bearing exercises help prevent osteoporosis and promote good health. So in order to be healthy, we are all destined to be muscle bound. (laughs) No, 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 no. Weight bearing exercises do help to prevent osteoporosis and it does promote good heart health, but no, certainly not. We don't all have to be muscle bound. Weight bearing is used to describe exercises that work against the force of gravity. Most weight-bearing exercises are done with no weights at all. Examples of weight-bearing exercises include walking, jogging, hiking, simply climbing the stairs, dancing, yeah, and some weight training. And my favorite, yoga. You don't have to be all bulky like um, um, some of the bodybuilders that you see on TV and you can still be healthy. 
Excellent information, Teresa, as usual. Um, what I remember that might add something for listeners to think about to this um, discussion is a personal story. Of course, I don't have the knowledge you have about um, about health and, eat, and eating better, but I remember vividly many years ago, um, I told everybody my husband's a bit of a health nut. Actually, he and Teresa are two birds of a feather. But um, my husband got this from his, um, his habits from his aunt. And he had a dear aunt um, that lived in Florida, and she would come to visit us. And we were a young couple, and like many young couples, not we didn't have a lot of money, and we were trying to make everything work. But when she would come to visit us, she would come in and go to the um, refrigerator and take everything out. I mean, she wouldn't eat anything I had in there. We had to take her to the health food store. This was years ago before they became popular, and the bill was quite high for us. And um, I was a bit annoyed because we didn't have the um, money to pay for the groceries, and it was a struggle. I loved her dearly. But again, it was just the cost of the food. And what she said to me one day um, when she and I were talking and she was trying to make me understand how important it was um, to spend money on food, the quality of the food. She said to me, she said, Lou, you know, you'll spend more money on a, on a blouse than you will. You're more concerned about what goes on your body more concerned with that rather than what goes in your body. And you need to be concerned about what goes in your body because that impacts everything. If you're not healthy, you can't go to school. If you're not healthy, you can't work the job. If you're not healthy, you can't take care of your family. And um, while I still struggle with this, I have never forgotten her words. And that's that's um, wisdom that that's for anyone because at the time she was a maid, she didn't have much money, but her priority was her health. And um, she lived to be well into her 90s, didn't suffer with a lot of health complaints. She just spent money on food and she spent money on high quality meats. And it might mean that she ate less meat than the average person. But when she ate a steak, it was the best steak. And that was everything that she ate. And I remembered that. And certainly um, her lifestyle had a lot to do with her quality of living. So that's something we all can remember that just as Teresa said, you pay, you pay the price either in doctor bills, hospital visits, and just in the quality of our life. So I still struggle with that, but I think it's excellent knowledge. I'm going to close with this thought. The more time people spend on tasks like food shopping, cooking, and kitchen cleanup, the more likely they are to be of average weight. The Economic Research Service of the United States Department of Agriculture found that people of normal weight spend more time on meal-related tasks than people who are overweight or underweight. Remember, a healthy lifestyle and diet is the cornerstone of healthy living. Also, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for listening and remember to visit us often at www.earringsoff.com.
Thank you.